Hello, and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. I am Dude, and I've got a very special friend with me today, and his name is Andy. Talk about yourself, Andy. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Happy, uh, it's the summer solstice was yesterday. Two days ago, actually. Longest Longest. day of the year. Hi, beat you to it, my (laughs) dude. It was. It was long and sweet. Yeah, it was. Well, uh, around here, it's uh, it stays light till almost ten p.m. because yeah. we're right we're right on the line of the east the eastern time. That's right. That's right. I mean, literally a couple miles from central, so we've got the we squeeze every drop of sunlight this time of year. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's light like by five a.m. You can see, and then wow. it's almost ten o'clock before it's dark. Yeah, it's a short night. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's a good well, welcome. night. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is the Album Nerds Podcast. Talk about albums, give recommendations. And today, we're going to talk about a couple of new releases that we've been uh, jonesing to share with you guys. And we also have a uh, listed recommendation from a friend of the show who's got a few records he uh, wanted us to get our opinions on. Before we jump into that... Did you happen to hear that uh, that new uh, Chuck Berry record that came out? I think it was last week. The posthumous release called was it just Chuck? It's Chuck, all caps. Yeah, it's a pretty decent record. I you know I enjoyed it. It's short. It's only like thirty minutes long, but there's a couple tracks on here that are pretty fun. I like um, the little spoken word bits on some of the songs, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's this one track. The the Dutchman is kind of has some spoken word storytelling going on, and it's pretty fun. You know, from a legend, obviously. Yes, I mean, we talked about him right after he passed and, and his contribution to rock and roll music. I don't yeah. want to I don't want to be rude in any way or... No, you shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or to discount his talent. I know this was something he was making in the last few years, right? Mm-hmm. Lady Be Good. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch there, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, that's your legacy, Johnny Be Good. Is You know, I get it. It's sure. just... I don't know what I was hoping for there. I mean, if you're going to do that, do something spectacular. And it just, it, it was, I mean, it's cute. All right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind it's, of a, it's kind of a victory lap, you know, it's yeah. not exactly the original idea, but it was a good idea when he first came up with it. And it's still, it's still fun to hear, you know, 60 years later. Well, he sounded good on it. Yeah. So. He sounds amazingly good. Yeah. So that's out there now. If you want to check it out, it's just called Chuck. It was from 2017. So what else is going on out in the music world? Well, did you hear that uh, Prodigy for Mob Deep passed away? I think that was just last week, unfortunately. I, I did. I saw it on our show notes today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been on the internet the last few days. and for, I guess he had some complications from uh, some disease he had. I, I don't know the d- details too much, but uh, he was only 42, which was surprising to yeah, hear wow, he passed so young. early. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were a mainstay, you know, 90s hip hop. I mean, they were one of the best groups out there for quite a while. Yeah, I remember uh, selling quite a few Mob Deep records back in the day. Mm-hmm, so. Yeah, and they actually put a record out a couple of years ago. They kind of had a little reunion, the two of them, and sounded great. So I unfortunately lost a, lost another one. Feels like every show we have another, uh, another yeah, artist or two passing on, but. Let's talk about some new records um, that we're excited about, and we both have a recommendation here from our uh, our listening over the last few months. We're both excited about uh, sharing with you guys. Do you want to start out, buddy? Why don't we go ahead and do that? 
Yeah. So sweet. Wow, I I think I've seen too many of those little sweet commercials for Dr. Pepper. <laughs> okay. You're familiar with those? The little guy that look it sounds kind of like Prince. No. He has giant cans giant cans of Dr. Pepper. No. Uh, well, I'll have to YouTube it. No. You should. Uh the guy who plays him is Justin Guarini, second place on the first season of American Idol. Okay, moving on. Wow. To our album recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> so in a in a galaxy far, far away from American Idol, mm-hmm. we've got a young man named Coulter Wall from Saskatchewan. That's right. Another Canadian artist for Mr. Dude here. And his self-titled release, Coulter Wall, was just came out a few weeks ago. It's his second release his first album was really more of an ep uh i believe i made you listen to that andy and uh i bet now you're glad i did yeah it was one of our uh, host recommendations a month or two ago yeah it was fun there was definitely one or two tracks on there i loved and i was impressed by his vocal his vocals and sure were uh very johnny cash reminiscent and, uh, uh-huh. yeah it was exciting so with a little professional assistance from dave cobb of course my favorite producer right now and it's hit and miss with him not everything he touches is gold but a lot of the records that he's he's produced i've I've really enjoyed uh Mm -hmm. it depends on the artist i think his approach is very straightforward raw one take two take kind of stuff and some especially younger artists need some song crafting some sound crafting and might need a little bit more help Culture Wall is not one of those young gentlemen. 21 years old. Yeah. Wow. He's going to be 22 later this month. Okay. That <laughs> makes me feel a little bit better. A little, but geez. I mean, the voice on this guy, the lyrics, it's like you're listening to a 70-year-old highwayman on the, you know, at the tail end of his career singing about life and love and murder and, and all that stuff. So Culture Wall was born in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, but he's like a down south dude, and he is not from down south. Not at all. About as country as it gets, and uh, I really, really enjoy his music, and I really like this particular album. You know, I've been talking about this coming up for quite a while. What, what did you think? Do you think there's a step forward from the uh, from the previous release, the Imaginary Appalachia from 2015? Which God, he would have been 19 then. Jeez. Wow. What do you think? Did he grow? I think he did, and I think it's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm not a big country music fan as you are, but I think he has a really cool take on it, and uh, he kind of straddles that line between like country and Americana and folk and even some yeah. blues. And man, like you were saying, he just he just sounds like he's 75, you know, and and has lived a life already. And it really makes for some interesting uh, songs. So why don't we go ahead and jump in and play a little something. I'm thinking, why don't we go with the the darker song. We're going to go with Kate McCannon and uh, just give you a taste of of what we're talking about here. His wings are black as sin And he floats outside my prison window Walking lows within And he sings to me real low It's hell to where you go I 
You tell murder Kate McCannon Good storytelling, good, I don't know, it's just very engaging. It's hard to describe unless you listen, like really sit down and listen to the whole album. It's 11 songs, but it is, uh, it's just so engaging. It just feels like, I mean, my wife and I were listening to it and she said the same thing that she's like, I feel like it's this old man telling the stories of his life. Uh The lyrical phrasing, it's poetic in a sense, and it's just really impressive. I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's not a lot of information out on the interweb about him or about the album. Not a lot of reviews, but uh, you just got to listen to it. So why don't you talk? (laughs) (laughs) I was lucky enough to stumble upon a couple of interviews with with Coulter, and I guess a lot of these songs... They sound so genuine and and real, and like he's kind of lived them because they are very much autobiographical. Uh, maybe he didn't actually murder a, a girl named Kate McCannon, but maybe he he knew someone in his town. He's from a very small town, you know, with uh, where everybody knows everybody, and there's probably lots of stories and uh, being shared. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of rumors and interesting tales being spun. So I, I think it, it fits nicely into this type of music. And yeah, Rick Rubin, who I think he's worked with a little bit. Um, had an interesting quote about him saying that his uh, kind of an agelessness to him, which is very unusual on someone so young, and he kind of sings and writes in ways that seemingly lost in time. And I think even the album cover for this record, he looks, I thought he was maybe like 50 or 60 yep. looking at the yep. photo on the album cover. Yes, it's very, very much on purpose because when you see it, like him <laughs> play live on a video, if you shave that beard off, oh my God. He, I mean, this guy is young enough to be my son. Yeah, right? No, totally. I'm getting to that part now in my life where I'm listening to this. I'm like, whoa. Like, man, if I had a son, I wish it would be this kid because he's awesome. Yeah, I think he's going to be huge. I mean, there's a a good amount of buzz around this record, and I've never really heard an artist like this. Not not since Johnny Cash um, come around. So I I think he's going to be something special for, for quite a while. So he definitely can tell he's, he's into like the songwriting craft. It's not just about, you know, the country aura, but it's, it's about writing good songs and, you know, communicating some very genuine emotions. So one very interesting little piece on this album, Mm -hmm. WB's talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it sounds kind of like a skit or something, and it's a guy saying, you know, he's like a radio DJ being like, uh, you know, welcome to the old soul radio show. Got my brother Coulter Wall here, and he's going on and on about previous albums and how great Coulter Wall is. And, and I'm like, you know, you and I talked about it. Like, what is that about? And I did some research, and there's actually a, a, a podcast called W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. And you can find it, uh, yeah, you can find it on Stitcher and on the website for WB Walker's Old Soul Radio. And he features artists, live performances, cuts from their albums that are along these lines. WB Walker lives in a small mountain community of Dingus, West Virginia. He's a freight train conductor. And he's got these <laughs> no podcasts. Way. So check out, it started in 2012, I guess. So check out W.B. Walker's old soul radio show. He only music that he likes will he play on the show. And he seems to fit with my taste. So I just started listening to a couple of these. And I have a feeling I'm going to discover some really good shit from this. So oh, that's cool. So you think it was actually like a real clip from a broadcast of his? 
Maybe he had. I mean, so he one of his favorite upcoming artists is Coulter Wall, and what I'm thinking yeah. is Coulter Wall appeared on his show, and maybe he did a little bit for the for gotcha. the record. For the record, yeah. I couldn't find details on it, but I just found it very fascinating because you and I talked about it. I'm like, this. There's got to be something to this, and there really is. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. It's so bizarre for like a country Americana record to have something like that. We usually associate yeah. with like hip hop or something else, similar type of music. So that's cool. You want to play uh, one more track from uh, from this record? Or? From old Coulter Wall. That's what that's what W. B. Walker calls him. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's play a song called Motorcycle. Figure out buy me a motorcycle, wrap a pretty little frame around a telephone pole, ride her up a mountain like old Arlo. Figure out buy me a motorcycle. Well, I figure I'll walk to the liquor store, Thunderbird two bottles, maybe three, maybe four. Follow my feet down the music road. I'm thinking four bottles is yeah I know it's I it's hard not to <laughs> yeah I know we've had stuck in our heads like the last hour or so we've been singing it <laughs> just yeah back we're, and forth we're prepping yeah. for the show and just think you're gonna buy me a motorcycle yeah it's so catchy yeah really love this uh, I don't even know how to put it into words exactly but it's so interesting engaging and totally worth checking out if, even if you kind of like country music because it's uh I think you can connect with it so yeah. My only critique, just to get on the other side. Oh, here we go. (laughs) The B-side's a little bit lacking. As much as I love the first uh, five tracks, once you get past kind of the uh, the interlude there, the skit, there's a couple tracks there that I think maybe could be a little bit stronger. Uh, All right. Well, I really, on the the B-side, I really like Transcendent uh, Ramblin' Railroad Blues, track nine. Me too. Frawline, I really like, track 10. Mm. I'm trying to figure out who the other vocalist is on that. And Bald Butte, the the closing track, I think is incredible. Yeah, I think that's probably the best track on the B side from my perspective. But yeah, I yeah. I it's a great it's a great record and, and I'm surprised how much I like it. Once again, dude scores on the country. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's an area of country where we both can uh, get behind. So yeah, good, good, good choice, man. Really, uh, really enjoyed listening to it. And I think, uh, I think Mr. Coulter there will be uh, something we'll be talking about into the future. I hope so. So check it out, everybody. All right, what you got, my friend? Uh, I got something completely different, as I like to you- do. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so the artist, the album I want to talk about is uh, from a Argentinian musician, Juana Molina. Who's been putting out music um, for quite some time now. This is her seventh record. Um, it's called Halo. And it has one of the most kind of, if I'd say disturbing, but definitely uh, type of album cover that will stick with you. It's kind of haunting uh, imagery on the front of it. I guess it's a picture of her face, but the uh, the nose is just elongated right out of the frame. And it's kind of, looks like almost like a mask. But um, she's been putting out kind of like folk pop music for quite a while she um, actually opened for david byrne um back in the early 2000s who's david byrne for people out there that don't know 
from Talking Heads fame, you know, he's been pretty involved as a music producer over the last uh, 15, 20 years. Um, so she has that kind of that pop sensibility to her music, but she's been kind of slowly dialing that back over her last few records. I enjoyed her previous record. Just got to look up the title real quick here. So when you're doing that, I'm just going to say the album cover. If anyone's familiar with Mad Magazine Spy versus Spy. Okay, yeah, right. Can I get that same mask? Yeah, the, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, she put a record in 2013 called Wed 21, which was pretty well received. And that was the first time I had heard of her. Um, a lot of the lyrics or a lot of the vocals are in Spanish. You can get past that, which I think is almost to her benefit on this record here because it's really about the music and kind of the atmosphere she's building. So this record is kind of as a very eerie, edgy, atmospheric kind of off-kilter sound to it that no matter how many adjectives I throw at you um, will not describe exactly what she's created here. So let's just play um, the third track here, Lententismo Halo. That's nightmare fuel, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely sets like an eerie kind of, just makes you feel a little off, but still kind of like, yeah, come here. It's it's warm and inviting, but you wouldn't want to touch touch it. What, did you enjoy this at all? Could you stand it? Did you just recoil in horror when you heard it? Well, okay. So first of all, that song, is mm-hmm. there French on there? Or is I think that it's English? Spanish. Or is that Spanish? Because... Uh, I don't know. Like to me, this sounded like some French art thing, but I could yeah. recognize a lot of time things were in Spanish, and sometimes it felt like it was in English. But then I couldn't tell anymore because I, my brain was so scrambled <laughs> by the whole experience. I think some of the lyrics are actually just sounds and not actual words in any language, though I could be mistaken. There's a few people reporting that they weren't actually Spanish in some of these songs, but some of it definitely is is Spanish. I can see why I'd say French, because it is kind of very artsy and sort of uh, avant-garde sounding. Yeah, I feel like if I was in a little theater where people were wearing black uh, turtleneck shirts and berets, <laughs> yeah. would be you know ringing bells listening to this, and there'd be people dressed in bizarre costumes, dan- you know, dancing around modern dance or something. It's, I mean, to put it bluntly, it's freaking weird. It's weird. Yeah. That's my assessment. Tell us what will uh, engage us throughout this album then. Well, I think it's a really interesting take. I mean, she she comes from like a pop folk background and you can kind of see this process she's been going through where she's been slowly stripping away more and more of that kind of foundational elements of that type of music. And this record is really just bare bones, like as little instrumentation on here as possible and still having like some type of music. I wouldn't say it was like an ambient record. There's stuff, there's rhythms on a few of these songs, but, um, I think it's just, she's created this, this sound that I've never really heard anything like it before. It, it, it has like kind of a, I wouldn't say scary sound, but it definitely is a little arresting. And, uh, 
it plays great as a whole record. I've listened to it all the way through probably 10 or 15 times now, and I really enjoy it every time. It works well as kind of background music in a room, but it also, there's a lot going on if you listen on headphones too. There's some really interesting textures she develops. And it can kind of, you can kind of space out to it and all of a sudden it'll come back and kind of wake you up and maybe start you a little bit. It's a, it's a fun listen. You want to play uh, one more track that has a little bit more of a rhythm to it here? This is the, uh, the eighth track. It's just A-O-O-B-01. Yes, it is. <laughs> right. So I was fighting back the <laughs> urge to say she said doo doo, but she totally did. <laughs> she totally did. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's just gibberish. So she's just kind of filling in there to, to match the rhythm. It's definitely not something you would hear in a supermarket. I think it's super interesting. I keep coming back to it. I would highly recommend it um, if you're kind of into any sort of atmospheric, you know, folk music. It's, uh, go ahead. I think it's cool that you step outside of, of, you know, I make fun of you for this kind of stuff, but without you, the show would just be country music and uh, blues rock pretty much. So uh, I appreciate you having a broader palette, and I think it's uh, it's good to know this stuff even exists, and I wouldn't. So Yeah, there's a lot of cool music out there, and I think uh, it deserves to be looked at on an equal footing as, as a more popular stuff. So glad to bring this one up. I think it's definitely worth a listen. Um, again, the artist is Juana Molina, and the record is Halo. All right, then. Cool, man. So uh, shall we, uh, we have a listener uh, recommendation here we want to get in. This is from uh, a buddy of mine, Elliot, who uh, sent us in three records, which you can do also. The easiest way to do so is uh, just send us a direct message on Twitter. Send us three of your favorite albums and we'll uh, send you back some recommendations uh, on the podcast. So make it a little interactive and uh, fun there. Yeah, we'd love to know what you're listening to. But anyway, the best part is from these recommendations, I had to listen to a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I had no clue. I never heard. So it's not, it's a back and forth. It's not just that we're some sort of experts that go, oh, of course, these are the things that this goes with. To, in this circumstance, I did a lot of work to try and figure out what might match these these records. So please do this. It's good for us It's and hopefully good for the listeners. Yeah, it's a fun process. So Elliot's on over three records. He's kind of, um, he's into a lot of jazz music, and that's kind of how I know him. Um, but he recommended the the Bill Evans Trio, the record Explorations. So some good, like, piano-based jazz music. Um, Herbie Hancock's Thrust, which is just a super fun, funky uh, jazz record. And a more modern record uh, from Alpha Mist, his record Antiphon, which actually came out this year. It's also piano-based, too, but it has some kind of, like, elements of um, hip-hop, more modern hip-hop sound to it. So we uh, we listened to those quite a bit. Do you have any thoughts on those records? Did you enjoy them all, or did one stand out to you? Or? Uh, the Bill Evans trio was probably the most kind of, you know, piano, jazz, enjoyable kind of a thing, uh, upbeat, yeah. 
the Herbie Hancock reminded me, and it's from the 70s. I forget what year, 76 maybe. It sounded like a classic Stevie Wonder album without Stevie Wonder singing, which for me was great. I really enjoyed that one as well because I love, I love 70s you know, funk and soul. Yeah. And the yeah the Alpha Mist was was cool. I mean, there, a lot of a lot of what my research was showing was a lot of jazz is moving in that direct hip hop influenced for the modern a lot of the modern stuff. So makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of crossover in, in that area uh, recently, but uh, yeah. So a lot of piano and a little bit of funk. So we kind of put that into our listening computer, which is our mind, and we came back with a few things for Mr. Elliot to listen to. Um, you want to start off? Sure. So I did a lot of digging in Reddit's and all sorts of places on not the dark web or anything. It didn't I didn't take it to those <laughs> levels. But so I'm listening to Bill Evans Trio. And they've yeah. got this nice twinkly piano going on and it made me think of I used to watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood when I was a kid, and it made me think of the intro to that, which was like a jazzy piano piece. Right. So I did a little digging, and there's a fella named, well, he passed away in 1996, but uh, Johnny Costa was the music director on on uh, the Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood show, and he did put out a little bit of music, and it's got that same nice twinkly sound and this guy's fingers i can't imagine there they'd be blurs as he's playing the piano so one of the albums that i was able to find and i'm going to recommend is called flying fingers you should be able to find it online johnny costa j-o-h-n-n-y-c-o-s-t-a flying fingers it's a fun listen it's a lot of jazz standards the first track t for two which is pretty well known T for two and two for T. Man, the piano on this is ridiculous. So I think it's fun. I don't know, you know, I'm not sure how Elliot will react, but uh, I think it's really cool. And the connection with the Mr. Rogers thing is just weird. So <laughs> it's funny. So then, more along the funk lines, I started looking, digging around, looking for unknown because I'm trying to find stuff that that maybe Elliot hasn't heard before. And I I uh, did some digging and found unknown funky jazz artists and came up with Ramon Morris album, one album. It's called Sister Funk and that came out in 1973 and it's pretty cool, pretty funky. What did you think about my finds, Andy? Yeah, I'd never heard of Ramon Morris either, but uh have fun listening to it. Like, it's a perfect fit, man. It's, you're so spot on. I'm kind of jealous I didn't uh, come across that one. Well, why don't we uh, play a little uh, Sister Funk? Here we go. So the little I could find on this fella, saxophone and flute player, recorded one solo album, the LP Sweet Sister Funk in 1973, and uh, he plays on some albums by Art Blakely, Woody Shaw, and you said there was some other stuff he's been on? Yeah, there's one or two other records look like he may have been on more recently, um, but yeah, kind of a kind of an unknown. Yeah. So uh, Elliot, if you don't know Ramon, check him out. It's pretty. It's a pretty fun record. Yeah, I think I'll dig that one. I got a few here I'll run through myself. Some more uh, modern music. Um, 
If you're not familiar with the group Bad Bad Not Good, I think there's somebody you would really enjoy. They did a cool, they're like a, um, I guess a modern jazz group. Um, they do a lot of instrumental work, but last year, two years ago, they did a, a cool record with a Ghostface Killer uh, called Sour Soul that I really enjoyed. And they put out a record earlier this year just entitled Four. That's also a really good listen. I also wanted to mention this kind of the piano-based uh, jazz music. I really loved the Nora Jones record from, I think it was the end of last year. The title is uh, Daybreak. She sounds as good as ever on that record. Um, I'll definitely recommend that. You might be familiar with her. And a British artist, uh, kind of an up-and-comer guy by the name of Benjamin, Benjamin Clementine. He was also a piano player and a vocalist. He has a very dramatic, uh, soulful style to his music. He only has one record out, or one full length out. Uh, it's titled At Least For Now. And it's... There's some hit or miss tracks on that as a whole, but when it's good, I think it's really good. And I'm going to play for you now track nine, Cornerstone. Oh, that guy has so much potential. If he just gets a good producer and gets in a room with him, I think he could put out a really great record. Um, but yeah, so those are my th- my three picks for you, Elliot. Hopefully uh, some of those work out for you. Just real quick to go back over them. We had uh, Ramon Morris, Sister Funk, Johnny Costa, Flying Fingers, Bad Bad Not Good, Sour Soul, and Four, Nora Jones, Daybreak, and Benjamin Clementine, at least for now. So happy listening to Elliot. Thanks for sending in your picks and uh, send in yours, man. It's a free service provided by the Album Nerds. Glad to do it. Hit us up on Twitter. Where else? Yeah, on the website, <laughs> albumnerds.com. <laughs> I forgot. There's a form on the website you can fill out as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the Twitter's probably the best way, uh, most immediate. Uh, yeah. So on that note, talking about the show, if you'd like to support the show, the best thing you can do is head over to. Uh, Head over to the iTunes, give us a five-star review, assuming that you believe it, which we're pretty sure you do. Uh, it makes our show a little easier for other people to find, and we'd love to read your feedback. Uh, also, free, feel free to share the podcast on any social network, Facebook, uh, MySpace, uh, Friendster, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or just tell a friend in, in human interaction. We'd really appreciate it, and if you think the show sucks, tell an enemy. We'll That's take right. uh we'll take anybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, share the show. Hooks uh, up on Twitter and Simple Music Discovery app at Album Nerds, and of course our website albumnerds.com. It's Album Nerds with an A. That's right. Next week we got uh something special in store for you guys. Uh, we're going to be celebrating Canada. July first is I guess National Canada Day. <laughs> Is that what they call it up there? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about some Canadian music and what's going on with our sisters up north. Brothers. Sisters and brothers up north. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check us out next week. We'll be back. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. See you. Later. Bye-bye. Adios. Catch on the flip-flop.
Peace out. <laughs> All right. That's enough. Bye. <laughs>